On today's show, we're going to do a deep dive into Stanford's Haley Jones in episode three of our 2023 WA Draft Prospect Profile Series. Waltman's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome, you're all with basketball. My name is Senator Cruz. I'm a Saturday host covering the NBA draft and college basketball at large. Thanks for making Lotomans Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Lotomans Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. I'm joined by co-host M. Adler. M is a beat writer of the Seattle Storm and heads our written coverage of the WBA draft at thenexthoops.com. So our discussion today is uh, Stanford's Haley Jones, six foot one forward. Um, I'll give it to you, M, just to give me the stat profile and just how does she like profiles as a player? A lot of stats to go over here with her. Obviously, you know, first thing to start off, she is six foot one, probably has at least a six two or six three wingspan, but Stanford doesn't give us that information. So we just have our sight lines to go off of and what the average wingspan for someone who's six one is. She gets to the rim very well. She, she gets to the rim more than most forwards in the country. She gets into the paint really well. She finishes, she finishes really well from the paint overall, but she's about average at finishing at the rim, which to be clear is kind of an improvement over yesteryears. She, her, in terms of her shot prof- profile, she spent a couple years taking some threes. She basically doesn't take them anymore, and she really could never hit them efficiently. So you're not like a three-point shooter. She really, really loves going right to left on pick and rolls, on drives, on really anything there. Um, she can finish with either hand pretty well. She's very athletic. She'll finish through contact. And that's why her free throw rate is, or, uh, yeah, her free throw rate is pretty much increased significantly from her underclassmen years. Sort of. Defies couple d- defies positional boundaries is I think what we're going to get to a lot in the show. So the main standout for her offensive profile is just how she excels in transition. But once you get besides that, because like in transition, how I would describe like her athleticism specifically is whenever she has room to build up her speed, it's greater. I think she can get by defenders better. But in more half court situations, you'll see where she struggles to get by really anybody. Um, and she'll really utilize her, like her shiftiness, like her elusiveness to get around defenders, spin moves, zero steps, rather than having that straight line burst to get past defenders, like you see with some other players. And she can't really shoot. And something you'll talk about with her is like her, her, her pick and roll ball handling ability. Um, it's, it's great. But what makes her at a disadvantage ultimately is because teams are not going to go over on any screens. They're going to go under and give her that mid-range pull if she has it. It's not super efficient. Um, they'll give her the three-point shot as well, but she doesn't really take it. She's hesitant to take it. And so if she's not the greatest athlete in terms of speed and she's already at a disadvantage, like she's, the defender's already got a couple steps on her, it's really hard to just kind of project her as like a positive half-court offensive contributor at the next level. And so what do we think is like her idealist outcome as a – like? I mean, I guess, I guess it would be like to be this like this jumbo creator sort of um, with her size and strength. But, like, in a realistic scenario, if she's not drafted, like, number one, number two, number three, maybe, how do you see her, like, being, like, developed as a pro? Um, If that's, like, at the end of the lottery, if that's, like, outside the lottery, um, where do you kind of see that, like, coming about? Looking at that and the fact that her shot has improved, it's unlikely that that will at this point. 
But if the shot improves, then you have someone who can really be sort of like a combo utility wing, uh, but but being excellent defensively at the same time. If you turn up her athleticism a little bit, if you think for some reason you can you can get her faster with conditioning at the next level, then I think that's the key to being able to play her at the one because she can't really beat anyone off the dribble. And I think if you can't beat someone off the dribble, then it's really, really hard to play as a point guard because teams don't need to respect you with, with help defense, which means there's no one to pass to. So there's a lot of different directions it can go in. She's really, in, she's really, uh, she's really, you know, anyone can look at her and get a different sort of impression of what direction they want her to go in. And the problem is that I think, you know, if you improve any one of the skills that I just mentioned, then she develops into someone who is a really valuable role player, really valuable. But also all the skills we just mentioned are ones which we would have expected to improve by now. And at this point, given where she is, seem unlikely to improve. So after the break, myself and Em will break down the defensive portion of Jones's game and more. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs will be able to quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job with targeted tools to go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates with LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and read applicants all on one platform. It's why small business owners rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering hires uh, versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs to find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. And we're back. I'm your host, Under Cruz, and I'm joined by my co-host, M. Adler, M., so just give me the scout for uh, Jones as a defender and where you see her game going at the next level. So the thing about Haley Jones as a defender is everything looks really good. Everything looks really good is just, I think, the easiest way to put it. You know, whatever she does, whether it's the use of her hands, whether it's the use of her, her footwork and the use of her legs and body in ISO defense, whether it's help from the weak side, everything looks really good. And it jumps out to you on the page. There's a reason she's, you know, like packed 12 all defense every year. And there's a reason why that's, you know, the calling card. She, go, we talked about defenders will always go, and at this point in, in college, defenders always go under every one of her, uh, her ball screens when she's a handler and pick and roll. She, she goes under every ball screen defensively. And it's a little hard to say whether that's because of her comfort or because of her assignments, but certainly there are times when she kind of gets killed on just like free throw line pull-ups from mid-range pick and rolls. And you got to ask yourself, why is she not going over and funneling them into literally Cameron Brink defensively? There are some footwork issues there. Uh, in terms of, we, I talked about her speed as a point guard. If you want to play her at the one at the next level, are you having her defend ones? Stanford has never had her defend ones. Still have her guard threes and fours, occasionally twos. And I think that's not something. A lot of people think that she could guard ones at the next level. It's a concern for me. I think her front court defense to me, what you expect out of a forward is pretty excellent. And I don't see any reason why, uh, at least on face value, yes. that stuff should not translate it. What? Other than her height. Again, another reason why I'm curious about her wingspan. 
So it's worth noting uh, for listeners who may not be aware, because this is really not common knowledge for men's basketball players. And obviously, you know, there's the selection bias caveat here, which is when you are looking at a basketball player, they are more likely to have a longer wingspan than their height because they're basketball players, because that's what makes you, that's one of like the biggest physical indicators is having a nice wingspan. So um, uh, um, a uh, male NBA player, it usually has a wingspan on average about three, I think maybe three and a half inches uh, longer than their height. A WNBA player or a women's basketball player on the other hand, usually their wingspan is about an inch and a half longer than their height. So for Haley Jones at 6'1", that six two and a half would be uh, an average wingspan given her height. And out of a four who's out of your like primary paint help defender, you're not going to want to be running someone out there unless they have a wingspan like 6'4". I honestly don't know. She doesn't look like someone who, is, who has a wingspan, especially longer than maybe 6'3", but she certainly has demonstrated the skills of someone who has a longer wingspan than her listed height. So from a team, like a team scenario situation, um, assuming she isn't the number one, number two pick, what do you think is like the best outcome for her from her from a developmental standpoint, just how teams tend to develop players? Um, you could argue Dallas at three, uh, Washington at four. Um, where do you think it is that you'd say is like, OK, I feel confident that, that this team can position her best as a pro? Not Dallas. Anywhere other than Dallas. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say anywhere other than Dallas, but like for every prospect, I feel significantly worse about their chances of developing anything when they, when they go to Dallas. I mean, my thing with uh, Veronica Burton last year was if someone can just get that jump shot a little less janky, and then she went to Dallas, and I was like, all right. It didn't look great last year. Honestly, as I talked about with the offense thing, it's what do you see her as? And I think that is what would vary the most team to team and also what would make the biggest difference to me in terms of my outlook for her. You know, Washington is a place where people have developed quite well, but also they've only drafted a small handful of people over, over recent years. Uh, and they've, that's been people that they've already liked in the first place. Uh, Seattle is a good place where people have developed, but they're in the same camp. They've traded away most of, like almost all of their first round picks in the past five years. Places where people develop are hard to tell just because of how much these things trade hands and just because, I mean, you've done the research on this of how hard it is for really draft picks past like the lottery past the top half of the first round to make their roster and get decent playing time. Nope. I think in Washington, they would be keen on her defense and they would probably be working a lot on the jumper to see if they could help that and to see if they could, you know, help her fit into a wing role. Probably. I think in Chicago, she'd be given the reins to be more of a point guard, given what they need at the moment and given the openings on the roster. So we could see maybe she would develop as a point guard there. It's hard for me to tell, honestly, um, just especially because you know Stanford is a place where people have developed. I mean, look at Cambridge's development, look at how Hannah Jump has developed over the years. And those are just the recent players there. You know, they have draft picks every year. And uh, I've heard a pair of pretty good sisters at the WNBA level because they are not a place where people don't develop. Given how she has or has not improved since her freshman and sophomore years, again, it's just hard for me to say. Yeah, because we, t- we touched on it before in this episode, but there's just so many outcomes that she, she could take as a player. And she just seems like the type of player where we look back at her career and we say, okay, 
her career might have been differently if she went to a different situation. Um, you could talk about it like I think the easiest comparison, like shooting wise, is Ben Simmons on the NBA side, where they just never asked him to develop as a shooter. They never actually like pushed him to it. And if he didn't shoot, they were like reducing his minutes because of it. They were a tanking team, and they let him do what he really wanted to do out there, um, and just never developed as a shooter. And that kind of, that kind of, I'm worried in in the case of Haley Jones that she just does not ever shoot. And there's there's only a, a certain amount of players that can just not shoot. I mean, like Alyssa Thomas is one, but that's that's such a far a, a, such a far outcome and degree to hit. Um, and Alyssa Thomas is probably your closest WNBA comp, honestly. Right, Haley Jones. But Alyssa Thomas is also huge, like, and I'm not and, and I'm not talking about like you know like huge in like a Shaq kind of way, but like but like for being, I think she's listed at like six two. She's insanely built and she has a massive wingspan and she is able to just go through defenders to be playable offensively in the way Haley Jones hasn't demonstrated yet. So, so yeah, if we're talking about like, okay, she could learn behind um, Alyssa Thomas in Connecticut, but it's hard to see her getting a lot of minutes then just because of how crowded that front court is um, and how much of an overlap there is. So maybe Connecticut goes a different direction. Um, because they have some expiring contracts coming up in the coming years, and she's a player they can they can just build around um, and develop more of her game. I just don't think she has the chance to um, develop as a shooter there right now. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of the Ben Simmons comp, like, you know, I talked about that with respect to her, I think, in her sophomore year. Um, and, look, Philly wanted Ben Simmons to shoot. I mean, they tried having him to shoot, but as uh, the excellent Your Own Weitzman book, Take It to the Top, uh, details, there were accountability problems in that organization where they couldn't really hold people to standards that they were trying to set. But that's beside the point. In terms of Haley Jones and making a jumper, like, like, like we said with Alyssa Thomas, there are players who succeed without having a jump shot or having a decently good, good one from three. Haley Jones probably has a pretty decent jumper. It's improved this season, at least. From you know around the free throw line, around the elbows, and you can survive like that in the WNBA. You can be quite good in many ways. You just have to be able to hit on the other things, and you have to be able to play. Maybe, but probably not the three. Definitely, you sh- you should be able to play the four at that point. And it is the question of does she have the strength at six one at whatever her wingspan is to hold up at the four at the WNBA level? Because we're still running out two big lineups out of, from a bunch of teams at the W level in a way that, you know, someone who's her equivalent in the men's NBA, you know, the, the male version of Haley Jones would be about 6'7 and would probably be an excellent fit for the, for the Thunder, who have a top 10 defense this year. But we don't play like that in the women's side yet. And for someone like her, that's a big disadvantage. And when it relates to Haley Jones, like you said, there's some like limitations there at the four. It's tough because there's limitations at any position she's going to play and like massive limitations um, at that. Um, but like, I think the, the best way to maximize her as a rookie is just giving her the floor to run. I think a team that's going to play up tempo is good for her because that's what she's comfortable with. Um, for sure. Ma- many times during um, broadcasts, they'll, they'll show like, okay, what are the keys to stop Haley Jones? And it's always, keep her from like running running wild in transition because like you said there in semi transition she'll come up with those like um 
elbow jumpers for someone that come up with those uh, free throw line jumpers. Um, her jumper is like kind of long. I don't, I don't know why. It just, it just, it just looks a little long to me. And whenever she shoots it, it kind of it's like too yeah, motiony. You want to tuck your elbow, but like her elbow, like it's. There's a lot of elbow in her jump shot, I think, is the only succinct way for me to describe it. It is very two-motioning. Her feet are very close together. Like, I know there's a lot of leg strength she could get on her long jumpers that she doesn't just because of it's 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 weird in a whole bunch of ways. And the thing the thing about, you know, we're talking about functional strength, we're talking about a jump shot now. I was talking about her mid-range I alluded to in the beginning and just now, like, it improving this year. Like, the reason I sound so hesitant is because you can see in years past She's not nearly as efficient on the mid-range jumpers as you want her to be, or as really you'd expect her to be, because she gets a lot of open looks around the free-throw line, honestly, on those pick-and-rolls, snaking them, she handles them all, she gets herself into space, but there are a lot of times where she just gets wide open, dribble jumper at the free-throw line, and it back rims. There are a lot of times where it just looks like she pulls up and her shoulders are still like rotating forward. She's not stable. She's not rising straight up or able to stabilize herself in midair before she releases the shot. And it's led to some pretty wild misses, uh, at least until this year. It's not the, that is not really that's really not the hardest thing to fix in a player. That's just you know fixing a little bit of core strength, a little bit of leg strength, and just rising a little bit stronger um, on your dribble jumpers. So. You know, if that has genuinely improved as a mechanical thing this year, wouldn't shock me. But that is something to keep in mind. Yeah, and overall, um, Haley Jones is an extremely um, interesting prospect and someone I'm certainly going to look back on in my evaluation. It's going to be really telling because these players that are really good ball handlers, but they kind of like the shooting um, and like the speed. They're interesting players, and she's kind of funky. Um, and it's certainly a really good example of just like someone just does not have a position and we'll see how that translate as the WBA moves more positionalist. Um, and ultimately I'm excited to track her game because at Stanford right now, they're an extremely talented team. Uh, we see them alongside like hand and jump um, running off movement screens. We see Cameron Brink inside um, some of the greatest verticality I've seen from a, a big prospect ever. Thanks for making the other ones basketball. Your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. And next week, myself and Emma will dive into Tennessee's Rakia Jackson and uh, Jordan Horston. Um, can you continue with our scouting report series um, for 2023 WBA Draft? Thank you.